0: It's Wednesday night, you know what that means, for the first time in several weeks, the Wednesday night crew is back together for your Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Hello everybody, I am Justin Labar, coming from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, north over the border in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, he is referee extraordinaire, soon to be Hall of Famer one day, I forecast, he is the wonderful Jimmy Corderas, and down south in beautiful Puerto Rico, she is our one and only Issa, the demon diva boys and girls how are we doing tonight Issa ladies first
1: i missed you justin please never go on vacation ever again i don't want to deal with jack farmer
0: oh he's a treat
1: <laughs> or at least next time let me know we'll coordinate and i'll take the same week off and they can. there we you. go they'll have there. glenn and jack and then poor jimmy <laughs>
0: there we go <sighs> maybe jimmy will just come with us yeah <laughs> oh that would be cool organized uh, organized vacation jimmy it's, gorderas uh, how are you tonight
2: I'm doing, I'm doing well, and uh, glad to have Isa back, and uh, looking forward to our chat, let's put it that way.
0: Chat we will do on this uh, episode, uh, about this episode of Dynamite, rather, mm. that took place tonight from Sus-
1: Saskatch-
0: Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Say that five times fast.
1: Bless you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bless you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey. 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 hey.
1: Jimmy, Jimmy should be the right person to pronounce these Canada names here.
2: Yeah. Well, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan is...
1: Look at that. There's no way I could say that. Yeah. No way.
2: Well, when you... See, but you have to say it whenever you announce a, even a wrestler from... A, right. a Canadian wrestler from... The, it's not only the city and province. We don't have states up here, of course. But it's city, province, and country. You have to like... Cal- Bret Hart was always from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Like Canada, right. That yeah.
0: So what are people from... Saskatoon, are they from the Sask? Are they hanging out in the Sask? What, what do they call it? What's slang? In, in the tune. In the tune. The tune. I, I like
1: that actually. <laughs> I'm
2: just guessing because I'm from Ontario.
0: The tune and the wand. <laughs> okay.
2: I'm from, oh, believe it or not, they call it the six here in Toronto. Yes. Huh.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, It's the Berg here in Pittsburgh. hmm. Anyways, uh, loving, loving to see the live chat as uh, everybody's starting to filter in and find their seats, seeing a lot of names that uh, we, we've we come to love and make part of this uh, show. We appreciate it. Tommy O'Huffman Elite Training, Zuka Enigma, uh, Corey Pride, uh, more and more coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, before we get into Dynamite, let's do a few news headlines items. First, let's talk about somebody who is no longer with AEW. That, according to uh, P.W. Insider, is one Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, P.W. Insider reporting that uh, Pillman Jr.'s contract has expired uh, and he is no longer with the company. The last time Pillman had a televised AEW match was against Swerve Strickland on February 3rd's Rampage. Uh, His last non-televised match for AEW was back in May uh, at the House Rules uh, live event. So, uh, Pillman was officially signed in uh, July of 2021, so obviously it seems...
1: He just freeze on us, he just, yeah.
2: He just froze on us. Oh, the yeah, freeze. Just, oh, he's back. Yeah. He's back. back. Yeah, <laughs> what
1: did you last hear? Uh, something about his last May something. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: May 13th was his last. Uh, your, your
1: internet is still on vacation, apparently. Yeah,
0: yes, it is. <laughs> uh, last, last non-televised match, uh, was okay. House Rules in May. Uh, he signed with AW in July of 2021. So it seems like a uh, two-year contract that just has mm-hmm. naturally expired. No word on whether you know. Uh, an offer was made for him to stay, uh, or if this was his choice to not, or what the case may be. But, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., um, guys, keep your eyes open to see if he pops up anywhere else. Uh, Jimmy, did you ever have a chance? Obviously, obviously you knew his father, Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever had a chance to interact with Pillman Jr.,
2: not really? Well, when he was very young, he probably wouldn't know me because not only was I a lot younger looking with hair, but at the same time, you know, good kid. Um, Uh, As far as him not signing, re-signing, at least right now with uh, AEW, uh, he's been used so sparingly. And that's one of the issues they have right now. They've got such a full roster. And yes, they've added this new show, Collision, and they do have Rampage, and they got all their interweb stuff. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they're not utilizing a lot of the talent they have. And I think some of them are starting to realize maybe there are other opportunities elsewhere because – Uh, Other than them and WWE, you can look at places like MLW, you can look at the NWA, you can look at uh, uh, Impact Wrestling. You know, there are places to go. And maybe he's thinking of uh, um, utilizing his services
0: elsewhere, which might be better utilized. Yeah, Issa, have you had any interactions with Pilma Jr. yourself?
1: I actually met him a couple of times. I got a chance to interview him last year as he was going to be part of the um, Ric Flair's um, final match event. He teamed up with Brock Anderson. I got a chance to interview them both. Super nice uh, kid. I think he was underutilized in AEW. And I know a lot of people were big fans of the Varsity Blondes. But I think with his look and the name, it's just it, you can't help but to think, and, and I don't I do not do their job, but you can't help but to think, how do you not have anything for this guy in, in a singles division and put him in a really good storyline? Um, so I'm not shocked. It's, it seems to me like the people that are going to go away, they kind of disappear from TV a few months ahead of time, so you kind of see it coming. But I wish nothing but the best for him. I think the talent is there. I think he could go far anywhere that he goes.
0: Yeah, I agree. We've had him here in Pittsburgh at IWC Wrestling several times, a lot of energy, a lot of charisma, and natural ability uh to no, to no surprise i, I wonder um it, it, you know because we have seen this before in the wrestling business in WWE and across other companies you know whenever you choose to, to take your given family name that is an extra amount of pressure that gets put on you of expectation um so certainly we'll yeah, I don't think he's going to go through a name change, but I would be curious to see where he but does. But if he go changes
1: next. his name, yeah. it's not like you look at him and you don't see what we all see.
0: No, right. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think at this point, he's he's been on national TV at this point right. at, with that name. He's not going to change it, but it it does bear the question wherever he shows up next. Um, You know,
1: just there's a few of them out there that you can change the name, you can redo the gimmick, but there's a handful of these kids that just look just like their successor, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, doesn't matter what you do, I'm gonna see uh, a little bit of your dad every time I mm -hmm. see you out there. And
2: and to be perfectly honest, you know, the Pillman name is recognizable throughout the wrestling industry, so uh, why not, for lack of a better term, and I I hate that, that, you know, take advantage of it, you know, use it. Yes, the kid is talented. He's got charisma, like you said, Justin, and he's got the tools. You know, the name will help him get seen. I think. Yeah, that's the big thing.
0: Kind of. Uh, I don't remember if he was in it last year. So, Chat, helped me out. But, um, obviously his dad, you know, in the Heart Foundation, the one iteration of the Heart Foundation with Owen Hart. So, um, having him in the Owen Hart tournament would be fitting. I don't think he was in last year. Chat will correct me if I'm if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm forgetting that. But, um. And obviously not in it this year because he's now no longer under contract so keep your eyes open for brian pillman jr in the wrestling world whenever wherever he may show up sticking with aew uh they might need guys like Pillman jr they might need even more talent to uh, to keep up with the uh, potential demand this a report coming from our friends over at fightful select uh saying that warner brothers discovery has proposed expanding aew's pay-per-view schedule significantly including the possibility of AEW running one pay-per-view a month similar to how WWE schedule a premium live events uh, is currently uh, not known if these pay-per-view events would be standalone events or if they would have a streaming deal uh, included uh, exactly but it has been something that has been um, that has been part of the ongoing talks of what Warner Brothers Discovery feels is best uh, for their investment with AEW programming uh, Isa um, i i don't know i I feel like you know sometimes aew only having you know when they started only having like four a year was too few because you had a lot of gaps of time and they try to do extra dynamite specials but then the flip side of it i do think WWE has too many at times uh there's no obviously more pay-per-views means more revenue uh and they certainly have enough talent to fill the cards out but where do you stand on the thought of aew also having one a month
1: I, I think one a month might be too many. I even think WWE is doing a good job of scaling back a little bit because it does feel like we're we're having at least four weeks in between them, so it gives you the right build. My issue with AEW is that I do think that four, and they other the four-bendor now, it seems to be staying, but I do think that four is too few. Or maybe their time weirdly because it feels like we're going to like... like all outdoor or nothing, they don't feel as far apart as Full Gear and Revolution. I feel like yeah. too many months going between those two. So I will say I will be up for maybe six, like maybe here, one every other month. I think that that is the sweet spot, but I'm, I'm with them. I think there's a big gap in between some of their AW pay-per-views that we could use something in between there. So I wouldn't be opposed to it, just not once a month, not necessary, especially with Collision. They have so much going on right now. I think six is the right spot.
0: Jimmy, what say you?
2: No, I like that number six. You can even bump it up to possibly eight, but that still feels like uh, a little bit too much because there's a lot out there right now, not just uh, between them and WWE, but there are other companies out there having pay-per-views and doing their thing. So, you know, there's a lot of competition for the wrestling dollar. And right now, AEW caters to a specific audience, big time, that hardcore diehard audience and, you know, you want to grow your audience and you got to figure a way to do it. And pay-per-views are not the way to grow your audience yet. I think television is the way to go, but they also have to be careful not to do, like you said, Justin, too many super specials on a Wednesday night or a Saturday night and giving it away. So to speak.
0: Yeah. Well, certainly next week, next week's dynamite, which is a a focal point tonight in the build is blood and guts. And uh, so I have to imagine things like that gimmicks like that Mm -hmm. would probably move into pay-per-views if they do commit to having to uh, up their, their quota. So um, we shall I don't see. I think but...
1: they, they did blood and guts just because it's a TD Garden. That's such a bigger arena than what they're used to mm-hmm. normally mm-hmm. booking. They have to do something special for it. Right. I'm assuming because yeah. I do think that's more of a pay per view, you know, calibur match.
0: Well, and that match takes up like the entire second hour of Dynamite. It's basically half the show. So. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll see. Yeah, a lot, a lot going on in the AEW world again. Certainly they have enough talent to do it. Um, you know, or who knows now that they have, they're, they're Now that they're trying to have two, uh, equal footing shows between collision and Dynamite. Maybe, maybe Jimmy, maybe they go the route of branded pay-per-views, a, a collision, kind of like raw and SmackDown used to do.
2: If, if they do specific lineups and it seems like they're kind of sort of doing it, but not really. It's a, you know, cause, um, It almost feels like Punk is the only one that's being specifically assigned (laughs) to Collision right now. And of course, the rumors are going to persist. that Oh, they're trying to keep him away from from, uh, all the members of the elite and that sort of stuff. But uh, if they do, you know, keep the rosters technically, uh, you know, Collision and uh, Dynamite specific, you can do. uh, And then have your main pay-per-views every year be a combination of both.
0: So we will see uh, where it goes. All right, so that is uh, some news items. Plenty more news you can check out on WrestlingInc.com 24-7 around the clock. Hey, quick, a uh, few cheap plugs real quick. Of course, like, share, comment. We always appreciate that. Subscribe, uh, whatever channel, whatever platform it is that you are acquiring this podcast, video, or audio. Do all of those things. If you are watching live or on the archive of YouTube, uh, take a notice real quick. Uh, below the video here in the About, there is a link. It goes to a Google Doc form. Uh, the power to be asking the loyal fans the loyal viewers of this uh, to just click on it and it's a quick survey uh most of it's multiple choice it's basically them trying to find out more from from you guys about what you like from the podcast what you don't like what you like more of who do you like i think it actually asks is there any of us you don't like hopefully you like all of us but whatever the feedback is that you want to give um you know obviously i think a lot of you know raj no longer the the owner and such of wrestling inc There, there there's new new, new, new powers to be. So they're just trying to get as much information. So it's very critical if you could fill it out, if you are a regular viewer of this, that would be helpful because uh, obviously if nobody fills it out, then they're going to question why the hell do we have a podcast? So fill it out, engage. It could be helpful to us uh, and helpful to you because they can give you more of what you want to see and hear. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is that. Let's get into Dynamite in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Did it again. Two for two. All right. We start off with Chris Jericho, the Canadian Chris Jericho, up against Commander. And of course, Commander, uh, the gimmick, you know, all over the gimmick of of, of running and walking the tightrope. Um, some 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 high spots in this that look good, then some other spots that seem really ill-timed between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. But ultimately, Jericho is gonna get the win via the lion tamer, kind of a fitting finish that he that he pulls that one out here. Because uh, Jimmy, their commentary is talking about how this is like a throwback for Jericho, talking about his days working in CMLL and, and mm-hmm. Mexico, and and his days on TBS in the '90s working Juventud Guerrera, Rey Mysterio Jr., mm-hmm. uh, you know, naming all the luchadors in WCW. Uh, Jimmy, how did this opening match uh, for Jericho and Commander uh, sit with you?
2: Yeah, there were there were good moments in the match. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and at times it was fun, especially like you said, because there's throwback to his times there, and also being in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, you know, because everybody knows Jericho's relationship with the Hart family and, and and the Dungeon and that sort of stuff, and he spent some time out there as well. But there just seemed to be something that didn't click between these two. Uh, uh, too, many, too often, let's put it that way. It wasn't the entire match, but there were certain spots where it was glaring that there is something a little bit off. And that, that was the only thing for me. Uh, other than that, uh, other than that but uh, you know um it was okay it was a smart move to put Jericho out there first on television to get the character to react you know what I mean because they know who he is especially up there in
0: Saskatoon Saskatchewan there we go alright so your turn to say it
1: <laughs> Uh yeah they weren't I, I don't think they were in the same page the entire time but I mean, I'll start with the positives. It's always good to see Jericho get this kind of reaction. And the times that they were on the same page, the match did kind of pick up here there. It had momentum in a couple of spots, and Jericho getting the win and seeing the crowd reaction. Sometimes I just see, I just look at some of these spots, and... They, they're impressive, but I just don't think that they add anything to, to the offense or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish against your opponent. And it's just like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, there was one counter in which Commander did something using the ropes and he countered Jericho and he looked really impressive. But at one point, you're just walking the ropes and it's just like, that doesn't help and he kind of throws your – it threw Jericho off. But was it perfect? No. Was it entertaining? Yeah, I was I was mildly entertaining when I looked past the few things that weren't perfect.
0: Yeah, I agree, Jimmy, with what Jimmy said about Jericho, and then yeah, Issa, I'm kind of with you on Commander. The first time I saw him on Dynamite, I was really blown away. It was stuff that I just hadn't seen from from anybody. I was blown away, but I do think he's starting to rely on the shtick a little bit too much. You know. Yeah build up for one big spot where you run the top rope and do something i feel like he i feel like that was like the the, the transition into half of his offense and, and to your point it's what is it doing you're not it's not like you're running any faster than what you could run if you're on the map because you got to balance yourself all you're doing is putting risk that you're going to botch the move right um so yeah i do think maybe he needs to tame that in but he he, he is somebody that is interesting to see because um you don't see anybody else doing what he's doing on their show right
1: Yeah, there was one spot that he used and he used it as a counter and it looked super impressive, but there's other times that you can see Jericho kind of like trying to figure out where should I go? What should I do? And those are those few moments where it's not adding anything Mm -hmm. to either one of them. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Uh, So sticking with Jericho, Don Callis comes out and he continues where he left off last week uh, where he's trying to get Jericho to join the Don Callis family. Uh, And they end up even showing a clip from 1995, of Jericho and Callis, uh, you know, at a show and 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 a promo being cut. He had Dad hair, and, yeah, he had the Callis had hair, uh, back in his uh, days just before, uh, just before hitting the WWE. Uh, is the bad news Allen's in this and at this show that they're at and and, and giving him and what have you. Um, so yeah, this is really interesting. And I guess I'll just tie the, 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 the another segment later in the night is uh is Jericho still kind of listening to Callus, hearing Callus's points of the chemistry they had, the friendship they had, the success they, they had, that they, they would continue to have. And later, Jake Hager approaches Jericho backstage and wants an answer, and Jericho can't quite give him one. Don Callis makes some good points. Hager's like, look, I've been here with you a long time. I deserve an answer. Jericho can't give him one. So Hager takes off his hat. No! Takes off that. He likes that hat, but he takes oh. it off. And he hands it to Jericho. Uh, Issa, I, I mean... I. I, I think that is this the official end of the Jericho Appreciation Society?
1: I I hope so because I what well, I do think it went on for too long. I love seeing this this version of Hager here tonight. Um, before I talk that, I'll go back to this. Dan. I thought Dan was genius to bring out uh, this old footage and kind of like try to tug at the heartstrings, even though he's probably the best heel that AW has right now. And JF mm-hmm. is moving in a complete different direction. So it is Dan Callis shows when it comes to the heel part of it. I thought he was doing a great job at kind of tugging at the heartstrings of Jericho. But if this entire few months of Hagger doing this stupid thing with the hat. Build up to this. It freaking worked because I tell you when that man removed the hat, I was like, no! And I, then I, I caught myself saying, only in wrestling, somebody taking off a hat would like cause this much commotion. But it worked, and I love that Hager just brought up the real the, the real life stuff. Hey, I left that no. undefeated MMA career to come have your back here. What's going on? What is happening? Like, it really made you care about what's going on. But I do think that Jericho Association of R- Society ran its course, and I think mm-hmm. it's time for everybody to go their separate ways. I'm super invested into all of this, especially Don Callis with hair and Jack Hager removing the mm-hmm. hat. This is big things happening in AEW. Mm-hmm.
0: Jimmy, is this the end of JAS? Do we see Don Callis and Chris Jericho unite? I, I could see it happening. Can you imagine having
2: these two guys every week out there on the mic, let alone having matches or, or Chris having the matches and 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 Don being outside the ring as his as his uh, accompaniment, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But, oh my goodness, uh, these guys, again, uh, they're magic on the mic. They can talk people into the building. And uh, I think it is pretty much the end of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Or maybe this is a ploy by Jericho to kind of convince the Blackpool Combat Club to kind of side with him and uh, and, uh, leave Don Callis by the wayside
1: the one thing that i say and i'm with you jimmy it's like i'm seeing this and i'm like jericho just doesn't seem like the kind of person that would join anyone since he's been in aw he's formed his own inner circle his own association society jericho has never been one to join he's one to lead this movement so that's when i was like i don't know that this is gonna go in that direction but i think we're gonna get big swerves from this and later on we'll get into mjf and adam cole but i think we're gonna see some weird swerves happen with the storylines but yeah. i'm invested
0: yeah i am too i am too yeah this was entertaining uh don Callis, you're right with mjf kind of moving a different direction now don Callis, he's getting that dirty dom heat you know he can't get a word (laughs) out he wishes he
1: wishes he was getting that
0: dirty dom heat come on dirty (laughs) dom heat uh yes
2: with the the canadian exchange rate
0: (laughs) there.
1: right right (laughs) i love that
0: (laughs) fair enough uh earlier yes boy had a super chat of five dollars uh going a little uh mainstream movie question for us is anyone doing the barbie oppenheimer double feature uh mm. i have not That's seen boy, either you're
1: supposed to read that username like yes boy like that um, yeah
0: well you just did it there you go <laughs> okay. there you go
2: uh, barbie, to be honest with you yes boy uh i don't have any plans at this
0: time
1: i'm dying to see barbie uh, it, don't, don't even, don't even try. Look at all the pink. Okay. You, you should know I'm, I'm all in for this movie.
0: <laughs> I, I, I want to see Oppenheimer. And yeah, you know, I wouldn't normally ever say that I want to see a Barbie movie, but I love Margot Robbie, so.
1: <laughs> I collected Barbies when I was little. Like okay. this is my thing. I can't wait to see it.
0: Fair. Well, I'll be curious to. You'll probably see it before I do. I'll be curious to hear Fair. what you think. <laughs> all right. Uh, Hook continues to chase. Jungle Boy. Now I haven't got to talk to two, the two of you about E. W. in a while. Uh, I know what happened. You know, they've, I know. I know Jungle Boy turned on Hook, and I you know. I saw. I've seen Hook you now chase him around. I just Jungle Boy's not a bad guy. He's not a heel, is he, Jimmy? Is he? Is, are they? Are they screwing with me here? Uh,
2: yes, they are. But th- at the same time, uh, he seems to be <laughs> embracing this new role as a heel. He seems comfortable in it. It's, you know what I mean? It's it's not like he doesn't feel like a guy playing heel. It almost, he, he he's a nat, he looks like he's a natural at it. So so far I'm invested because it, it surprised me that if one of those two were going to turn, I would have thought Hook, being the son of yeah. Taz, you know, you, you you automatically assume that, and you think that Jungle Boy Jack Perry, being the son of, you know, Matthew Perry, you know, good guy, he would never do it. Now he's done it and. I'm okay with it because it doesn't feel forced on his end for me, at least. Anyways,
0: yeah, Isa, I, I don't know. I, well, and to the point, I don't know about turning. Um, I don't know about turning. See, see, on the one hand, I would say yes. Hook would be the one out of the two you think would be more fitting. At the same time, Hook is so damn over, and and yet they haven't put Hook in a world title match. They haven't. There's so much that hasn't been done with Hook that's kind of um, intriguing to me. So I, I don't know. But uh, Isa, are you buying, Jack? As a jungle boy, Jack, as a a heel,
1: um, I wasn't with it when the turn happened at Forbidden Door. I started buying into it when he cut his first promo. Besides, what baby face have you ever seen slide into a car the way that jungle (laughs) boy slid inside that SUV when he was being chased by Hook? Come on, I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it cook and see where we go with it. I'm not fully against it. I'm not fully buying it either. So I don't blame you for having your reservations about it because no. as soon as I saw the turn I was like, I don't know if I can buy Jungle Boy as a heel, but I did think he did a good job on his first promo segment.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a chance. I'll I'll let's see. I'll let, it see. Uh, I'll let it see if it if it grows on me, but I guess I, I just, he's he, Jungle Boy is one of those characters that's like um it's hard to ever imagine being anything other than a baby face. Uh, but right. I, but but I guess if maybe Stranger things that happen. Maybe he can make this work and, and make a mm-hmm. make a believer uh, out of me. Uh, I'll, I'll save MJF Adam Cole stuff in a second when we get to the match. Uh, I will go to our next match, though. We have uh, with Darby Allen and Orange uh, Cassidy up against Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara The semifinals here for the tag team tournament. Uh, Prince Nana and Swerve uh, come out and they end up attacking Darby. Ultimately, it's going to lead to Sammy hitting the GTH on Darby. So we're going to have Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia in the finals. Uh, for this tag team tournament, the uh, thoughts? Uh, uh, are you okay? Was this the team? You, one of the teams you thought would be in the finals? Sammy and Daniel.
1: It is actually. It is. I was. Um, I thought the match was good. I don't know that these teams needed the outside interference. I think these teams had, you know, credible competitors enough to get a clean win over the other. Ob- other and, and be okay with it i was very intrigued by the handshake between darby and sami at the end because mm-hmm. it, it does feel like we're going all in with the sami as a face as a which also adds to the whole is jas done mm-hmm. um but overall yeah I, de- I don't think that i needed an outside interference for this to have a finish i thought these are two great teams that were put together that either one of them could beat the other with some good wrestling none mm-hmm. of that outside stuff needed here but that's what they did mm-hmm. it was fine
0: yeah, Jimmy, Prince Nana and his uh, group uh, all over the, uh, the show tonight.
2: Yeah, they were, and they they definitely made their presence felt. Maybe that's a, another thing that uh, uh, who knows, if Jericho Appreciation Society is to break up, maybe they are the catalyst, or they're the catalyst that keeps them together, and turns them, so to speak. Because Sammy is basically, like you said, uh, kind of like the baby face of the group, and if, uh, of the heel group. Mm-hmm. So who knows, maybe it's something to... Uh, to, to go in that direction at the same time like like Isa said it was for the most part an entertaining tag team match uh, I thought it got a little carried away with the uh the rolling crucifix fest that went on there mm-hmm. with the bidding. uh you know it, it's almost like taking a jab at one of the things I'm complaining about that the roll-up has become the uh mm-hmm. the most devastating finishing maneuver in all of wrestling lately and it felt like they were throwing it in there just to, to kind of uh
0: maybe the ribbon you. Know,
2: no, I don't know if it was they're they're back at the but-
0: they're back at the hotel right now watching because they wanted to see what if they could get the reaction out of you. Yeah. Just, can we
2: can we can we get that damn former sports entertainment ref to get to really uh get upset? Anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't
0: put it past him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yes, yeah, so I uh, yeah. The Sammy uh, element is is interesting. Uh, the 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 tease of the handshake uh, there at the end, and then yeah. So we have Sammy and Daniel Garcia there in the finals. And now we got to find out who the other team's gonna be in the finals. That brings us to our ne- next match. But before we get to the match, they show us uh, more of MJF and Adam Cole bonding in the past week, and it uh, looks like they're at the hotel bar taking some shots. And uh, uh, MJF decides to take a little break and go uh, visit with uh, four ladies that uh, passed on through the bar. After Adam Cole, of course, saying he's 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 good with 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 Dr. Britt Baker. And then once MJF is done with that. Uh, it's time for little video games and these two end up winning the tag team titles uh virtually via the video game the new AEW fight forever game so nice little uh, nice little cheap plug of the new video game that's out to to work that into this and then it's time for their match uh despite mjf maybe trying to fake illness the match is going to happen here against big bill and brian cage folks this match uh, if, if you want what's the one thing to watch this is the one thing to watch this week in my opinion Uh, Several things going on. First off, we have minutes go by without even hardly touching because we're doing push-ups, a battle of push-ups between But
1: it was entertaining.
0: It was very entertaining. Uh, MJF, this entire match, is chasing a body slam. He wants to body slam Big Bill like it's Hogan body slamming Andre, and he tries several times and fails uh, terribly, but then he eventually does finally get (laughs) his body slam on Big Bill. There are so many moments that went into this. Uh, tag team work to end it with uh, MJF hitting the heat seeker, which then transitions into uh, Adam Cole uh, dropping the boom on Brian cage mm-hmm. and they get the win. So MJF and Adam Cole get the win. So they do the entrance together. They do a post-match celebration promo together. Uh, it's going to be them in the finals up against Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Jimmy, this is not the first time we have seen in wrestling the oddball couple, the oddball tag team that gets put together. Um, but this feels I, I don't remember the last time we had the oddball couple where one of the oddballs was the top heel. You're taking your top heel mm-hmm. and putting them in a situation to get cheered by one of your top faces. But I, I feel OK about it because I feel like it allows this um, this freedom that Max can be heel or face different weeks, depending if Adams with him and without doing like a traditional turn of a character. It, 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 it's it's actually quite versatile.
2: Yeah, it's very unique. It's very different uh, in that regard, Is the way you said it. Yes, we've seen the oddball tag teams before, the odd couple, so to speak. And this is definitely that. And at first it was like, oh, no, don't go down this route. But I'm being entertained by it. They are very entertaining. Guess what, guys? For those of you who don't like the term sports entertainment, this is the epitome of it. And like you said, Justin, for the first how long, nothing really happened in the match. We didn't get any, I have to say it at least once a week, twisting burning 450 hammer Phoenix splashes in this match because they didn't need it. They had the crowd. They had them eating out of the palm of their hands. And the whole thing is, is I sit back and I'm watching it and and it's, and it's like, okay, are they, they're working each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all, they both got something in the works. Who's going to turn on who first and when is it going to happen? I hope it takes, they take their time with it. But at the same time, this is, this is a lot of fun so far.
0: Issa to steal from Jimmy they had a 10 pound bag here and very cleverly they worked to get 10 pounds of potatoes in that bag
1: Mm -hmm. yeah 10 in 10 for the first time I think since we've been podcasting it's just 10 in 10, plain and simple and it worked. I absolutely love the segment going into the match because when I look at guys like MJF and when you know Adam Cole, you think MJF, like, man, I would love to have a drink with that guy. And you see Adam Cole and his popularity on Twitch is undeniable. You will probably say, I would love to play video games with this guy. So they took the best of what people probably would want to do if they're hanging out with them and put it in there. Get the sheet plug for the video game. It was so well done. I love when they got to that part when when Cole said you never play a multiplayer game and he said you need friends for that like I fought because I knew that's what he was gonna say. It was cool. I kind of want Cole to be the one to turn on on MJF. I feel like Cole and and Roddy might be working him. I don't know. But I thought the match was very entertaining. I loved the five minutes going into it. No wrestling. And I still could not get my eyes out of the screen, out of everything that I was doing. I found myself rooting for MJF to get that body slam on Big Bill. But the best part of this whole thing, was MJF just doing the Adam Cole interest? Hi hype huge how he acted and did the whole thing with Adam Cole. I am so in this. And when they first paired it, I think we did that podcast together. I said, oh, they're going to go and pair the enemies with each other because they did it with MJF and Sammy Guevara in his prior storyline. So I wasn't buying into it. AW, you get all the credit. This is working. Keep doing it. I love it.
0: Well, it's working. And here's what will be interesting is that they 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 started doing this and you hope you hope at least when you start these kind of uh storylines with your especially with your with your with your champion your world champion mm-hmm. you hope that you know what you think your end game is and when it is but i'll be curious to see let's say they started this and said you know what the end game's going to be the, the turn is going to happen people are going to be invested and we're going to get adam cole and mjf again at wembley at the end mm-hmm. of august but if this kind of you know, depending let's let's see the ratings and quarter numbers, and obviously the people are reacting there. If this continues to build and starts to become a real weapon of uh of, you know for, for viewership and for for positive review, you have to at least consider well maybe we do this a little bit longer than we thought, or maybe we have different. And, and so then I wonder like oh wow like you know what what will be the audibles they'll call you know if if they were mm-hmm. if they were banking on this being MJF's match at Wembley. Well, then what do you do? do they, now you got to find a big tag match for him to have. Right. So I'll be really curious to see how this unfolds over the next few weeks here. Absolutely. And, and, and we've seen it before in the other company, too,
2: with a certain faction where mm-hmm. it, it seems like uh, like you said, they called some audibles along the way when they saw that things were, hey, this is catching on. The audience is responding. We're getting some good feedback. Let's keep going. And that's what they're getting here. They're getting some good feedback, at least from us anyways, some good feedback <laughs> with that w- with that uh, pairing. And it's working right now. No need to rush the turn. We know somewhere down the line it'll likely happen. Of course, we're assuming. And you know what they say when you assume. Yeah. But at the same time, don't rush it. Take your time. Do it right. That could be a song. Wow. Hey. Yeah, you good. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I, also, I,
0: also, I also can't help but say this too. Uh, again none of us know what 2024 holds for MJF. Obviously he's been very vocal about you know his contracts up and and the bidding war for him. Mm-hmm. I will say this, if that is legit, if if right now if MJF if MJF's deal with AEW still does expire um at the start of 2024 and and he truly still is there to be um courted. It's so interesting that you, obviously he's shown how great of a heel he can be. Mm-hmm this is allowing him within the storyline to show if you wanted him to be a baby face, how c- comedic and dare I say lovable he can be as a yeah. baby face. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's almost like this interesting audition he's getting to have it, it, quite. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're right. So I don't know. I'm
1: also finding it very interesting how a lot of the top, company champions are involving storylines that include tag teams or factions, and it's not affecting or putting them down in any way. You're doing it with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns have not defended these championships in WrestleMania, and they are the hottest that they have been. Mm-hmm. Claudio is the Ring of Honor champion, if I'm not mistaken, and he's been doing the Blackpool Combat Club for months. Mm-hmm. Now you have NJF teaming up with Adam Cole. It's interesting how they're just allowing the world champions to be involved in different storylines as long as it elevates You know what they're mm-hmm.
0: doing. Corey Pride with the Super Chat saying the MJF devil stuff feels blasphemous. Hope it ends. Yeah. Right. If you yeah. feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huffman Elite uh, training yeah. saying a Commander, Fakingo, any other flip floppers get so old quick they barely talk or cut promos. They don't emotionally connect with the audience and no one really cares if they win or lose. Yeah. When you have too many of them, you know, it's yeah. a buffet. So having, you know, having one at a time is, is, is that part of the buffet, but you're. Uh...
1: Not, you're not wrong in that respect mm.
0: that when you start to load up too many of them.
1: I, I will say one thing. I will say that I wish on Monday Ricochet would have just done that really cool flippy thing that he did in front of Logan Paul instead of talking. I'm just saying that was a mm. lot cooler than that 10-minute mm. promo that he cut. Mm. So every once in a while, I wish that we just flip around and not mm. talk. <laughs>
0: Later. No, Jimmy and I talked about that. Uh, yeah. he, he, he could not—he could not yeah. verbally hold his own to Logan Paul. Mm. No,
1: no, and, and and when he did that, even Logan Paul was like, "That was cool." And I was like, "If he could have just done that, that would have been a mm. great segment." Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're right there with you. All right, uh, it's time for the uh, Women's Owen Hart Tournament to continue. We got Ruby Soho coming fresh off of a big win against Dr. Britt Baker, and it's Ruby up against Sky Blue. Uh, Soraya and Tony Storm are ejected eventually by the referee, and Ruby is going to get the win. So she's in the finals, and she will take on the winner of Athena versus Willow Nightingale.
1: Oof, that's going to be good.
0: Yeah, Issa, uh, are you okay with Ruby being in the finals for this tournament?
1: i i i you guys know i'm a big brit, brit, brit baker fan i do think that Britt mm. baker is losing a lot but i do feel if you're gonna let ruby finally get that win over Britt baker i was hoping mm. that she would go all the way and maybe even win the whole thing honestly i think it's time for the outcast to really shine you have tony storm as the world champ it would be nice to see ruby win this she's gonna have some stiff competition so i'm looking forward to this um other mm. match to see what woman makes it to the end but this was mm. a fun match sky blue showed up i thought she looked great Overall, good women's action. I wish that we're getting a little bit more TV tying AW, but this was very good.
0: Jimmy, talk to me about the, refer- talk about the, about the, uh, the psychology here. So the referee ejects uh, Soraya and Tony mm-hmm. because he, he, he senses that they're being a problem. Mm-hmm. When that happens, I, I mean, I kind of thought, okay, this, this might really be setting up for a sky blue upset. Mm-hmm. And you can say, "Oh well, Ruby, you know," but but no, Ruby won it. So what, what's the psychology here? Is it is, is it to remind people that yes, just because Ruby's a heel, she can still kick ass and get wins, or yeah. what what what's what do you think here? Well, it's almost
2: like uh, despite the fact that she's a heel, she doesn't need you know. Obviously, she utilizes the help from her friends, and when her friends are not there, she can still kind of manipulate her way to a win because she used the referee as a screen, kind of sort of mm-hmm. to 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 get that pinfall. Against and the win against um, uh, a sky blue, so I think it's uh, to, so, to show that the heel can still outsmart the baby face by utilize by manipulating the referee, so to speak. I think that's a lot that that's the psychology behind it. Does it always work? It, 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 I think it did in this case, to be honest with you. I was okay with it because the, the only thing I, I, I'm the, the timing of things is, is very important. And I, I thought maybe the referee did catch the the attempted foot sweep mm-hmm. as opposed to suspecting it happened, because if you catch it, you got to call it that yeah. sort of thing. I know they say, well, you know what, uh, you know, give them a little bit of leeway and that sort of thing. Uh, just eliminate them and it, it, from the, from ringside, which is what he did. Uh, but you could have still done that on the assumption that they were trying to get involved. But uh, uh, to your original question, I, I hope that answered what I said
0: earlier. Yeah, no, I was, I, I really, as soon as it happened, I wanted As soon as the, the match finish happened and she mm-hmm. won, I, I immediately jotted down, I wanted to ask you that because I was like, actually, I got ready to text you. and I was like, why the hell am I going to text him? I can just ask him on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure that everybody else would like to know. So, yeah, I was just curious what, what the, the, the idea behind that is. Real quick, I would say I, I'm becoming a, a bigger fan of Sky Blue the more and more I see her. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I can't even quite put my finger on it, but there's something about her that it's, I'm like, all right, I want to see more Sky Blue. So, mm-hmm. I hear you. Hopefully we do. All right. Up next, we get a match that um, gets a vignette even earlier in the night to profile one of the competitors. We've seen Swerve Strickland throughout the night. Uh, we, we've seen, him, you know, obviously, a ton of him on AEW programming uh, over the months. Uh, but is Swerve Strickland up against Nick Wayne, 18 years old. Uh, they do a little vignette on him, uh, explaining that he is a third-generation performer, a uh, very close connection to Darby Allen, who Darby was trained by Nick's late father, Buddy. And uh, I thought the the video earlier was good because it did get me caught up and in, in invested and, and um, intrigued at this 18 year old they're gonna put out here, uh, you know, in, in, in this big time match on Dynamite. You know, it's not like we're putting it on uh, Rampage or something that's taped where you could potentially stitch and staple it if need be. But no, this is live Wednesday night. Swerve Strickland versus Nick Wayne. They faced each other before, I believe, but uh, not in AEW. But they, right. so, so at least the familiarity there for Nick Wayne. But uh, overall, Swerve's going to get the win. Swerve gets the win. Uh, but in the process, Nick Wayne, uh, Jimmy did not look nervous. Did not look like he rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked like he was fairly composed for the biggest match in platform he's ever had. What do you say with that?
2: No, that that, that's what surprised me the most is he looked like he belonged. And I get a lot of that was probably like you said, because he has worked with Swerve before, felt comfortable with Swerve. And it's kind of like that situation where uh, Strickland probably said to him, Hey, listen, I know this is a big moment for you. This is your opportunity to shine in front of an audience. And, you may not be going over, but we will, like we always say here, you may not be going over, but we'll get you over. And that's what he did. He got the people interested in him because there were a couple of good false finishes there where you thought, hey, you know, this kid almost had him. And, you know, good on him. Uh, it, the only issue I had with this match was the placement. Because, you know, you're building up this whole um you know, debut match for this young man, Nick Wayne, you know, his father trained him and that sort of thing. And the story, the nice, the great video package that they showed, like you said earlier in the night. So what are the three most important parts of a two hour show? The beginning, the end and the crossover. Mm. Maybe this could have been a perfect time for that crossover moment at the nine o'clock hour, as opposed to putting it right before the main event because, because right, you know, People remember the main event more than they do something like this.
0: Yeah, Isa, they 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 made it a big deal, but then, as Jimmy said, they also tucked it away uh, tightly. What would you think of this?
1: Ah, uh, man, I love this. I was so invested. Um, I know that he did wrestle Swerve, and Swerve had told him he was going to be his first match in Dynamite. There was a little bit of you know continuation with their past and their stories. I'm a big fan of this. I mean, I I I've been preaching that we need to build new stars we cannot keep wrestling holding on into the nostalgia pops and these legends coming back eventually we do need this young talent to come and rise and this is the way to do it I love that Jimmy said he looked like he belonged because there's no better way to put it he just comes out there and I was talking in my stream like imagine the pressure on this 18 year old kid like how must he been feeling right now if I'm in that situation I'll be a mess and I'm a grown up you know and he just comes out there looking so calm cool and calm like that puts an incredible match, and like Jimmy said without going over they, he put him over i thought swerving him looked like a million bucks out there i love that they added the darby factor to a darby train him i know the darby was the one who showed up in the indie to sign him to aw when he was only 16 i mean i love the continuation into all of this and i love that they gave him the big spotlight i do think they would have put him in a rampage it would have just felt like let's just see how he does here you really threw him out there and he showed up i'm i'm i'm, I'm not the mom but i'm proud of the kid i thought this was great
0: yeah, no, it was good. It was, it was really good. There, the, my, I guess if I could, if I wanted to critique and nitpick anything, I thought there were, and this is not unique just to this match, especially in AEW, but I thought there were some spots in this match where I'm like, okay, that needs to be it, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and yet, they, yet they tried to keep going.
2: Oh, the the have bombs-
1: won. I wish mm-hmm. it
2: would have won. <laughs> I know, but the, that power bomb spot off the top and. and, and Oh my god and not only a power bomb he hits him with a power bomb off the top rope and then a, a, a kick to the back of the head and that was a false finish
0: yeah you, right. know, that, no.
2: that, you could have made a perfect argument for it forget a young 18 year old making his debut not kicking out of that there's very few people on earth that could possibly kick out of that
0: right right no you saw I, I, I for a minute I was kind of with you I was like man kid loses his, his TV debut but then at the same time I'm kind of like all right, well you know they are trying to like they have been reintroducing swerve to make him make swerve a big deal and it's kind of like so nick wayne loses but clearly has the audience behind him it's almost like a uh, we're gonna we're gonna really rally and build up for his first win like he's gonna have another match on dynamite next week or in two weeks and he's gonna come close again and it's gonna maybe they make it a big deal when he finally gets that win um so i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm gonna wait and see with the idea of having mm-hmm. him lose this first match so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Killer. Yeah, we'll see. Killer of Demons 669 saying Nick effing Wayne. Enough said. Mm-hmm. He so. was
1: great. He was great. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, well, now it's time for the main event segment. Rarely on Dynamite is it not a match, but uh, mm-hmm. here we go. And it is the reveal for who the fifth man man is on each team for Blood and Guts next week in Boston. Don Callis comes out by himself as he promised to do. He's getting ready to make the announcement, but then he's cut off. Interrupted by Kenny Omega, who's then attacked by the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, And in that attack, he is blindsided by a returning pack. And pack is your fifth member, the bastard pack. And then just as they're getting ready to decapitate Kenny Omega's head, uh, he says, look at the screen. And they play a video vignette announcing that Kota Ibushi is announced as the fifth man to join Kenny Hangman, and the Young Bucks. It is the golden uh, elite. So, Issa, uh, again, something unusual for the ending of Dynamite, uh, but your thoughts on the, the the stage that is set for these 10 competitors in Blood and Guts.
1: I'm mad hype, LaVar. I'm so excited. Yep. Right. I'm so happy to see Pac Return. I see he's still not eating carbs at all. Clearly, um, I thought he looked great, and it was surprising. I've been reading up, and people over in my chat, in my channel, everywhere we've been trying to guess. And I don't think I saw Pac's name come up. And I just remember, you know, his rivalry with Kenny, the bangers that they've been putting in their history, made perfect sense when I saw him there. But he wasn't in my list of people I was expecting the Blackpool mm-hmm. Combat Club to bring in, uh, and any bushy, I mean, th- there's nothing I need to say. The Golden Elite. I don't know that I was as excited about this blood and guts because we've been doing Blackpool comeback against the Elite for what, like a year now. So I was kind of over it. They figure out a way to 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 make you a little bit more excited about next week. I can't wait. I thought this was very well done, and I'm I'm super hyped, super hyped for this.
0: Jimmy, are you good with this being what end of the show? Uh, I'm okay with it, except for the
2: fact that. Here they are, like you said, ready to decapitate Kenny Omega with the chair around his head and a uh, pack up on the top rope. And it's like, look at the screen. Yeah. And and no, it is a big deal, Koday Bushi, and the whole bet and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, Kory Bushi, we got to take care of this ahead of time. At least uh, let him escape in some form or fashion, other than, hey, we're watching the screen, and that that's what the distraction is you know what i mean uh, but
1: uh, when you put it that I, way that's a valid point
2: <laughs> you know what i mean i mean i get it you know you're it, it was a suspension of disbelief so to speak it is you know pro wrestling slash sports entertainment but at the same time there was an opportunity, at least go for it and have Kenny move or something.
1: Anything.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I'm with you. I thought it was weird when I watched it that, you know, they're asking him like any final word. They're trying to make it like any final words before we execute you. And you're right. He's like, uh, look at the screen, which I think it should have been packets up to the top rope, raise his arms like he's getting ready to jump and then had the lights go out and then just roll the video. But, you know, yeah. we, we, we had the luxury of seeing it and then, and then armchair mm-hmm. quarterbacking it. Um, well, they mention- could have had
1: the elite come out because the elite coming out, they didn't have Ibushi with them. So they could have came out and tried to stop the attack and then kind of shown the screen. Sure. Mm-hmm. If the elite would have had him with him, then I would see why they would wait to bring them out. But it didn't make a difference. He wasn't there.
2: Again, uh, uh, armchair quarterbacking. What if he, what, any last words? And they put the mic to Kenny and he's got the chair there. And he says, go Ibushi. And everybody goes. Huh? So Ooh. now everybody pauses and like, what are right. you saying? Cool. Then you know, have everybody run down and save him or whatever the case may be. Yeah, we I mean, have such good.
0: we have we have such great ideas. We could have just
2: yeah,
1: we, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: after they come out of the video, then we do see the young bucks and hangman come out and they clear house. Um, and, and then they cut, keep talking and of a great. little promo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's the stage of set, blood and guts next week in Boston, the TD Garden. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see it. Uh, we'll, we'll, very interesting uh, setup there. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought it was a good main event. I, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm in favor of main event segments. Don't always have to be matches. Sometimes you can mm-hmm. um, you can accomplish more without having to have the constraints of a match.
1: And it was what, like about five seven minutes. Like it wasn't a very long talking back and yep, forth right. segment. There was some action, which I liked.
0: Yeah, Sheldon Jackson had a super chat in there too. Uh, going back to uh, Nick Wayne saying, "Gotta give up to AEW for keeping continuity with Defy wrestling between Swerve and Nick Wayne." Swerve said Nick's first AEW would be against him. And yeah, I think uh, Issa mentioned that earlier, and uh, yeah, I agree, Sheldon. He's the one like... who told
1: me that earlier on my chat. Yeah. So thank you, you Sheldon. All
0: right, Sheldon Jackson, awesome. get a little get a little producer credit there, helping there, you uh, go.
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: helping out there with Issa. Uh, so that was Dynamite tonight. From Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, the the toon. build, The tune, The toon. <laughs> Uh on, on the build for next week for Blood and Guts. But then also building to uh, Collision at the end of the month with the finals of the tag team tournament. Uh, and then, of course, we still have the show that has over... 60,000, 70,000 tickets sold in Wembley. We don't have a damn match. We don't even know how to help. We don't even know if you're not there, how to watch it. They haven't even told us that. Right.
1: Um, I saw somebody tweeted. They were like, is this going to be a pay-per-view? And I was like, that's a great question. Nobody has told yeah. us anything.
0: Right. <laughs> Juice Isa Juice had a great tweet earlier. He was like, how the hell have they had this many tickets sold and they can't bother to tell us how to watch it if we're not there? Right. <laughs>
1: It's gonna be alive if that's why it's selling so many tickets. You have to be there to see it,
0: right? <laughs> it's the biggest house rule show they'll ever do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's the only way to see it
2: unless you put it out on. on
1: no, TV. no cameras allowed. They'll take your phones away. You no, know, that's what they yeah. do if you go to uh, takers one that show, you have to turn in your phone. They give you like this lock thing for it. I will, that's absolutely- why you. That's why you I haven't seen any of yeah, it,
0: yeah. I was wondering why no video has surfaced anywhere. Amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. They give that's, you like this. They put your phone in this little lock. You carry it, but it's in a lock like, thingy, well, and you can't record anything when he's doing Can you show. imagine? That's,
0: that's smart, though, because he's yeah. going around. He's, he's, he's presumably doing the same show in every city. Telling the same stories almost. Depends so, on how
1: much Jack he drinks, I heard. <laughs> well, but but,
0: but, but but I get it. If, if one person records, I think it's on the end. I mean, yeah, you're probably killing ticket sales. Uh, well, I, I also
1: it. think they're recording it for... I would assume they're going to do something with, it with Peacock because they probably. have a full camera production there. But I thought it was genius. And when I went, I, I got the opportunity to go to the first one. So I was like, oh, no, maybe it's because it's the first one. They don't want anybody. But no, apparently that's they're doing it at every show.
2: Can you imagine if somebody pulled out a phone and you hear gong <laughs> ah. wow.
0: do you know what it makes me think of um one time mick foley came here to pittsburgh to do when he, mick was doing a stand-up mm-hmm. and uh and i, and I was and, and, and for those who don't know a little backstory mick was trained here in this pittsburgh area by dominic Dinucci. and and and, and dominic was still alive um and and and, and uh, Dominic and a whole bunch of people were, and, and I was fortunate enough to be part of this dinner. We had dinner with Mick before, like 20 of us, and then we all went to the show. And, and all of us got like nice front row seating. And they say during Nick's show or Mick Mick's show, excuse me, they say during the show, don't don't take any pictures, don't put your phone out, like whatever. They don't want that. Well, I was trying to get because Dominic wanted to like commemorate the night. I was trying, so I went and I, and I took one photo of Mick. I tried to sneak it to make it, and I tried to do it when he was looking this way so it wouldn't even distract him. Well, he turned. And he goes no phone, and he goes Jesus, because I just had dinner with you. You can't follow the rules after dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he called me out. And I was like, I'm trying to do this for your 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 mentor here. Right. Uh, but I've always wow, thought LaVar. there's wow. some and there's some uh, there's some concert acts who I know that they have um mm-hmm. I mean, there's different bands that like make you like can't have your phone. And I think it's smart, you know, like mm-hmm. protect wow. the protect the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I don't know. Um, so that was dynamite tonight. And I thought it was
1: a fun show. I know we got through it quite fast, but it was just—I I thought it was entertaining. I don't know. really have a lot of negatives to say about tonight's dynamite. Good show. If I thought it paced nicely.
0: Yes. Yeah. I—I I thought they got a lot in, but it didn't feel twenty and ten. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you,
2: you, again, and 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 you, I, I'm ha- I'm having a little bit of an issue with that picture in picture stuff though. It just, yeah. it, it just, I don't know. I just never
0: watch. I, I don't, when it goes to commercial, I don't care if it's picture picture. I don't, I, I don't watch. I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going on social media. I'm going to the bathroom, I'm going to the fridge. I don't watch.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the idea of having commercials though. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: well, the advertisers don't want to hear that, but
2: well, you know what? No, of course not. No, I mean, but you, you know, during the commercials, you're hearing, you know, this beer ad, you're hearing this, you're hearing that. And all this, in this little, square in the corner there's some action going on it's it's like a silent movie it just yeah.
1: doesn't it just doesn't translate right that way.
0: And, and, and i'm picture and picture prejudiced across everything i don't watch when
1: WWE doesn't i do the right. same i can't yeah. i can't do picture in picture i always i usually live stream when i'm watching a show so i'll be talking to the chat or doing whatever i have a, i have to be really into something for me to try to pay attention to the little mm. square right.
0: <laughs> yeah all right. Uh, final goodbyes and cheap plugs. Final thoughts, goodbyes, cheap plugs. Isa, go first.
1: Uh, I Like I said, I thought the show paced nicely, and they got me invested into a lot of storylines that I really wasn't into a couple of weeks back, so props to them. You guys can find me, NYC, Demon Diva, all across all the platforms, and even on threads now, if you guys are on threads, and go subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're almost at 21,000 subscribers. We do watch alongs over there, right before we go live over here, so How's, me this, here too.
0: how's this Threads a deal? I haven't done it yet. What, what's the deal?
1: Uh, it's like a Wish.com version of Twitter, but it's great. It's, it's a lot more. It's not a cycle. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. It's still, it's still mm. just getting started, so it still feels fun. You know how Twitter felt back yeah, in the yeah. day LaVar? It still feels that way. They'll, they'll come eventually, though. You know how it is.
0: I'm sure. How's the move going? <laughs>
1: uh, it's going. It's going. I'm about 70% done
0: very good well congratulations by the way Thanks. uh jimmy final thoughts sure. goodbyes cheap looks.
2: no i agree i thought it was a, it was a fun show well paced and it had its moments where it made you go hmm you know what i mean but that what show does it no show is perfect so you I, know again uh i, I would have liked maybe to have a hint we have a, maybe some slight hints of what's going to happen at wembley eventually but uh at least give us an a, a, a clearer picture of what's going to happen that's all i'm saying uh that being said uh um, Again, enjoyed the show, and you know, of course you can catch me here on Wednesday nights with with you two and Triple J on Monday nights uh, after Raw, uh, the Rethin It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes Brian Hebner and uh, RJ our host. And this week is a, a throwback episode to one that was done with Earl. Just uh, you know a recap uh, from back in the day, and you can catch my and Rants on all my social media platforms from Monday to Wednesday were again, their critiques not to tear down, but in my opinion, help tighten some screws, tighten
0: those screws. Sure oh uh, yeah.
1: Coffee. When you watch those roughing red, please.
0: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is the first dynamite I watched live in several weeks. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I'm, 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 I'm intrigued again, the MJF Adam Cole stuff. I think some of the best TV they've done. Uh, so I'm intrigued by several different uh, stories. So, good on them Uh, yeah monday nights wednesday nights i'm here fridays on sirius xm radio on busted open spar with labar also uh check out my socials at just labar across twitter and instagram uh today i had a fun conversation with carrie and cross he and i had a a good conversation about a lot of different topics uh and and i want to stress actually it's a fun interview to watch because he is out of character Ooh. and he I even brought this up to him at one point is that he is just he is not the intense psychopath in interviews. He is a very he's a different man. So uh, it is a very interesting out of character interview. Uh, I posted a clip today where he explained. I asked him, I said, how did this I entrance come up? And he gives he goes into the X's and O's. And I didn't even put the full clip, but I gave you a little taste of the X's and O's of how he came up with the entrance the working with Triple H and how they got the entrance down. Uh, I got a few other clips were released Tomorrow. Uh, one talking about his very first WWE live event as a kid, uh, what it was and his excitement. Also got him talking about the character himself. And then the full interview uninterrupted will be available Friday. So check that out. That's all, of course, in advance of uh WWE payback premium live event going to be here in Pittsburgh, September 2nd. So a lot of exciting stuff going on with that. Uh, hit the follow button, hit the like, hit the share. As I said earlier, fill out the uh, survey that's in the uh, about on the YouTube video uh, powers to be would appreciate it. That's going to do it. Like, subscribe, comment, Do all the fun things. Be good to each other. We'll be back next Wednesday night, as always, here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Good night, everybody.
2: Adios.